the snappiest one. I really got that. Add some extra smacking. (laughs) I'm getting my uh, flamenco on. Yeah, sure. For our next guest. Hey, welcome to episode five of the Actors Labcast. And this this is a proper. I know she's dressed like she did with the other three, and I'm dressed just because we haven't changed. But what if they haven't listened to the other three? Okay, you may have skipped those to get this one. We did bonus episodes this week. Bonus of some of our lab uh, partners that we are their lab to. What do we call these people? Uh, web partners, gallery partners. Sure, um, partners of some description. They're our customers. Instaproof, peak time. Sheet proof. Sheet proof. And uh, photo, photo merchant, merchant, which probably won't be out by the time. Till next week, yeah. Yeah, whenever. But, um, yeah, you can go into the feed and find those if you're interested. But today. Today. Right now, this second. Right now, you're going to listen to something very, very special. And, and I think this is, if you haven't before ventured to one of those evil websites, YouTube, or slightly less evil uh, Vimeo. Vimeo. To you look at you're doing your fucking website. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not you're looking it. at your bloody laptop again. No, I'm not. So if you haven't done that, um, this is the show to do it. Yeah, because this. Because I know no one's watching the video, even though I'm spending like no, weeks no. bloody making the videos and, look and good. This is the one to do it in because I went through and every time she talked about a picture, I put the picture up in the in the thing, and so you can see you and her talk about the picture that she's talking about, and it's really cool. Yeah, so this is quite a visual thing, but uh, we tried to describe the images so that you could perhaps go to the website afterwards, have a look in the show notes, there'll be links and all that kind of stuff to see them. But if you do watch on Vimeo or YouTube, you will see the images consume the screen. Whether you want to do that, I think it's interesting just audibly. You don't have to look no, at No, you pictures. don't have to. You don't have to. I'm saying it because, you know, I put effort into it. You did so a beautiful I job. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> a, honestly, I did not expect well it. it. So we hope, we're thinking this might be a template going forward for some of these interviews. Yeah. Where we're speaking to photographers who have got a particular style or particular skill. Or technique. And they like want to talk has. about their images. Yeah. I mean, her, she's got so many techniques. Her oh, current, my God. Her current one is you just. You know, I'm buying that camera that she talked about. Yeah, I know. Oh, hang on. Sorry. We talked about this earlier. Am I buying that camera, Paul? Yes, darling. We'll get you one. Who's buying the camera? How many cameras do you have, Paul? Not not enough. How many cameras do you have, Paul? I don't know. 40 million thousand? Perhaps. Perhaps 40 million thousand. And how many does your wife of 25 years have? You have an Olympus Mew and you have an iPhone 11. Oh, bullshit. I have an Olympus Mew. I don't know where the fuck the Mew is. I don't have that. I don't know where that is. We loaned it to Elizabeth. Exactly. That means the teenager has it. So how many cameras do I have, Paul? Enough. I have none. I have the camera we're recording on right now, which is an iPhone camera. It's a good one. So, viewers and listeners to our show, you please. You dropped my last camera, the Nikon FE1. When did I drop what? The lens went, it's grindy now. Oh, that stupid one we use for, for in the lab. <laughs> Whatever you guys do in the lab. Whatever this business is. <laughs> Can we talk about our guest? <laughs> yes. So our guest, I met. Um, she talks about an amazing camera, which we, I totally. We, want. we met her 13 years ago, and uh, <laughs> she came to Adelaide and did a presentation. And her work is is stellar. And she's a teacher. She's in. She's oh Norwegian, but she's in Denmark. We are totally moving yeah. to Denmark. You'll listen to this and you'll go, "Oh, I need to be in Denmark." <laughs> you you really will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's a pretty. They have just pianos lying around. Yeah, they have boats on top of mountains, and they have free everything. Yeah, it's incredible. And all their people are beautiful, from what I can tell. Yeah, they do, they do seem it, and there's all that wonderful language that they talk. about. Well, we're fucked on the language front. There's no way I'm going to be able to learn any of that. I'll just have to, I'm going to be the rude, obnoxious Australian walking around Denmark, going, "Oi, oi, can I have a fish?" <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good, it's a great interview. So please. Um, you know, uh, 
She. It's a fantastic interview because you get a real insight into her technique and methods, and she's, you get she's a, a great. Teacher. You get a beautiful kick up the ass at the end. Oh yeah, I love it. I love. It. So so go through it if you've got the time. Sit and watch the video because it's lovely seeing the work. If you don't, hop onto Flick the website. Flick through the pictures before you listen to it. because yeah, you'll remember be, them. That will be enough. Or even once you've finished it. Flick through them. Um, you'll remember that and make the links up in your, yeah. in your brain. Yeah. So yeah, we're doing this thing. So if you like it, let and us know. And we are putting images that weren't shown in the group in the in yeah. the video they as well. So the, they can. She's given us yeah. a little bit more to to show. Um, and there's a video of her doing one of them. Yeah, there's a video she of her doing some. Put in the Dropbox yet? It's yes, it's in there. No, it's. Oh, it has, your Dropbox hasn't refreshed. It's in there. Oh really? Yes. Um, but if if you like what you see with her, do follow her yeah. and pick her up on Facebook and Instagram. And she's that. amazing. Her work is great and. Um, she deserves and the encouragement. And you did a beautiful job with the interview, babe. Oh, babes, thanks. You did. Thank you. You're very, very good at this. Mm, I love it. I really genuinely yeah, love doing it. Yeah, you can tell. So now we're going to go to the interview and yeah. it is with... Ragni Kristen Sigmund. So take That the t- is some name right there. Ragni Christine Sigmund, yeah. It's, um, it's only, Norwegian. Yeah. She's like Ragnar. She's Thor. Like she's <gasps> she's one of those types. Oh, my God. In fact, Vikings. If, if you, you see, haven't watched the first two seasons of Vikings is all you and need. if you don't see Ragni in there... Yeah. You know, she could yeah. pass as the... Totally. She just needs to like plait the hair up. And like get a long boat. Oh, do you think her husband's as hot as one of the Vikings with all the muscles and everything? Could be. Apparently yeah. Spanish. I think. Anyway, enjoy Ray. Okay, here we go. Um. <laughs> I'm I'm here with my with my friend uh, Ragni Sigrun from Denmark, originally Norway, and we're yeah. skyping now, huh? We're, we're Skyping um, and it's the middle of the day where you are or in the afternoon? Yes, it's uh, 10 past three right now. Yeah, 10 past three. And we are both in uh, corona lockdown. We're both in coronavirus lockdown. Um, yeah. So tell me, what is it like around you? What's it like in, in Denmark right now? You're in a small town, uh, are you? Or is it a large town? Where is it? Yeah, right now I'm actually at work and I, I think I'm like the only one at school now at my work. Um, it, takes me, it takes me an hour to drive um, to my work. So normally, I, and that's it's, it's a fairly small town actually, Vibo its name. But I, I live in, in Aarhus, that's the second uh, largest city in Denmark. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so what's the restrictions like and what's happening Um like, can you uh, can you go to a restaurant? Can you uh, go to the supermarket? Or can you shop? Or yeah, yeah, uh, we can shop. We can go to the supermarkets. There's been no restrictions with how many. Uh, it's just it's, there are just signs in the store saying how many there are allowed in the store at a time. But there there is no waiting line outside the yeah. store like I know it's in other countries. Yeah, it's more strict further down south in of Scandinavia so um, but yeah um, it's uh, it, you, you have to stand two meters behind people in a line yeah. and that's it yeah and, and, and uh, the, it's everything has been closed everything and now it's been very slowly opening up again now and is the feeling is it is it is it oppressive or is everyone doing something together and feeling like they're achieving something together, you know, is it a, a, a good sort of a feeling or is it a scary feeling? I think it's scary for those who are unsure of if they'll keep their jobs 
uh, like um, journalist photographers and stuff. Yeah, that, that are uh, yeah, and, and but, but um, otherwise from that, I, I think people are very um, like every morning now on TV on national TV they have a song, uh, ten minutes of song. So they we sing together a part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sweet. It's it's like uh, this thing with bringing people together, and it's one thing that comes every week on TV on on Fridays in the in the evenings, and and people share their cell phone videos of themselves singing and stuff like that. So they they, they try to find do stuff that people so they f- yeah so people f- feel together yeah, although yeah. they are in separate homes and yeah. And is and is there many cases of coronavirus where you are? No, not that many. Uh, Denmark, it's been, they really closed down and they've kept the, the curve that they're always talking yeah. about pretty, at a pretty decent level. And, and that's why they are now, uh, yeah, opening up. So, because oh. they, they, so, so there will be more cases now, of course. Of course. Mm. Well, congratulations on doing that. And, um, and so you're at work, you're a teacher. Um, yeah. Um, and we, you and I met uh, 13 years ago where you came and you gave a presentation to a group of photographers here in Adelaide, which was the um, accredited Australian professional photographers, AAP, which rolled into the Australian Institute of Professional Photography. And you gave a presentation. I think maybe, did you meet them at Orvieto, one of the, uh, did you meet in yeah. Italy? And is that how you got yeah. the invitation? Yeah, I, I met, I had uh, one of my first lectures ever with such a big audience was in Orvieto. Uh, back in 2006 and then there, there were some Australian photographers yeah. uh, in the audience there and they were like thrilled afterwards and they asked me, Could you, what would you think about coming to Australia and visit us and have a lecture and I was like, whoa, Australia. Well, I've, I have family in Australia so I was like, well, this is a great opportunity to, to go there. Um, so, so, of course, and, and I... Oh, I'm always thinking you, you you should accept challenges and you know although I was scared stiff, uh, so I said yes. And uh, in the meantime, I met my husband who was not Spanish speaking, no Danish speaking. Sorry, <laughs> at that time he's actually Spanish speaking. So so and we spoke a lot of English. So I was practicing my English all the time, and and that that also helped a bit on that part. And then I came to Australia. Yeah, I think it was in June two thousand. 2007 yeah yeah it was uh, and uh, i there's i was only I, ne- I didn't go to Oviet, i didn't see you but you came here and i was asked to help um take you around and show you the town and that sort of thing and um we printed some of your work you sent some files early and we had them up for for maybe six months and i've got to say they are some of the most incredible pictures we've ever printed or had on display and I think for some, that is the reason why we're talking today because those pictures have stuck with me uh, ever since. And I wanted to talk to you for a start. Well, I'm very interested. In fact, only a minute ago, you sent me a, uh, a message showing me about the college where you teach, which is the mm-hmm. Media College Denmark. And I'm reading about yeah. it. I'm going, oh, we don't have um, – so something happened in Australia here with our – what we call technical and further education, which is our advanced systems, um, advanced education, but not university, but somewhere in the middle. And yeah, uh, the government, yeah, the government has, uh, 
the best term would be gutted. They've um, they've stripped it back to, to nothing. And for example, in Adelaide here, uh, a degree in photography is a year, and they are struggling to get um, all the information. It's impossible. Now, I was reading on your website. You're looking at what four year degrees? Yeah. Um, the equipment in studios. We're talking phase one. Uh, Hasselblad gear, is that correct? Yeah, right now, oh, oh, yeah. Um, actually, not Facebook, but Hasselblad. Now we have moved over to Nikon. But yeah, so and um, fully brown color equipped, and yeah, yeah, so we we are working with good stuff. And, and mm -hmm. so, tell me, what is it? What as if I was a, a photographer to attend your college? I read that you had to be an apprentice, so you've got an apprentice system running. So yeah. if I if I was apprentice to a, a professional photographer, what would it cost me to attend the college? Nothing. I was going to swear, <laughs> but I won't. That's incredible. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, so so tell me. Um, let's. I, I hate going back to the pandemic, but mm. is there good government support for people who are, have maybe lost their jobs or whose jobs have been stood down? Is the government is it good support? Because that in, that as an education offering is incredible. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. And actually, so um, I was a student here once myself back in 98. That was yeah. when I started. And uh, back then, the education system in Norway wasn't that good. So after that, a lot of um, private schools started in photography, but they're pretty expensive. You yeah. have to pay. Yeah. And yeah. but I discovered this school in Denmark and I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> and, and I got my apprenticeship in Norway and I was, you know, it's totally possible if you have an apprenticeship at a photographer in Australia or whatever else in the world um, and all over Scandinavia and Europe yeah you 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 have uh, the, the that's the key to uh, be a become a student here wow. and and then wow. you you uh, like over four years uh, 40 weeks all in all are uh, in the school and then so it's like a sandwich you meet at school 15 weeks and you're a, week, a year in apprenticeship at the, the photographer, then back to school again for 10 weeks and, and apprenticeship again and so forth. And the last weeks are um, the final exam. Yeah. And uh, the, the cool thing with this is because I have also actually been teaching a little bit at other schools. Um, I Here I can really push the students a lot because they're not here for more than these weeks at a time. Okay. And that creates a lot of energy. Yeah. I noticed this because when I came to another school, it, the energy was very low, you know? And that's okay. of course because you cannot push the students to just do their best for two full years in a row or full year, you know? But here, they, they, they you know, you have a goal. Okay, I'm, I'm finished in 10 or 15 weeks. That's possible to live with. And I, it's from morning to, to afternoon, bam, 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 you know, teaching stuff wow. all the time. And they're really giving their, 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 their best. And um, so, so it's really a lot down to the energy that is here. I love that. And then they're out in apprenticeship. And all of the students are at different places. So some are commercial photographers, others are architectural photographers, portrait photographers, and so forth. So they're all at different feels in photography and when they then come back they have gained some more uh, learning of course and they can support each other and this secures that they don't that all the students that finish here they, they don't have the same style or because that is sometimes times yeah. a risk the school 
<sighs> yeah, uh, colors them too much with a style. Uh, here it's a mixture of everything because wow. they are so much out in apprenticeship. So, and so you've got apprenticeships though, like apprenticeships exist. Um, so does that mean, you know, to flow on from that, there are jobs, uh, good jobs for photographers in Europe? Uh, I know yeah. I sound silly asking this question because in Australia, everybody has to make their own job in photography. You have to start up a pho- – there is very few jobs in photography. In fact, the person I interviewed last is one of the few people I know who's actually got a job as a photographer being paid by somebody. So it's, it, it, works, it works where you are. There are people paying photographers and, and yeah. photographers being employed by companies. Yeah. So th- there are bigger companies here, uh, especially in commercial like food photography and stuff like that. And uh, this system uh, with apprenticeship and school, it's been here for ages. Yeah. So it just uh, works very nicely. And in so one of the advantages with being a student, being so much out in work is you know, you, you, you know how it's out there before you finish as a student. Yeah, yeah. And this is also why it was very easy for me to get a job when I, was, when I finished back in 2003. Uh, because uh, I was out there and I yeah. knew a lot of photographers and I knew how it was. I, I, I didn't have to learn a work process, uh, yeah. you know, I was in it already. So I actually read um, some, some, uh, some facts about like we have educated about like 400 photographers during the years we have existed in school and 90% of them are still working as photographers. Wow. That's, and, that's, and, that's fantastic. Like, uh, so, I, so either you continue with the, the place where you had an apprentice as a photographer yeah. or you start your own business. Yeah. Mm. That's incredible. It's really good news to hear. I don't know what we – honestly, I, I do think we've done something wrong here in Australia with education. And, I mean, it's not just photography. Every, every aspect of education has been suffering um, – I don't understand. Um, we've had conservative governments fairly consecutively, um, and I, I, I don't know. But it's lovely to hear. I, I mean, we shouldn't dwell on it, but it means you've, you've got a good job. Um, yeah, and, I love to be here. And, mm. and what 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 aspect of photography are you teaching? Um, why why have they employed you to teach? Um, it was actually a mystery for me back in the times because. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't considering me as a very, um, yeah, like technical students. Yeah. So yeah. I did a lot of, I've always done my own work, uh, artwork um, during school time, but also a lot on, in the spare time. Um, and then my former uh, teacher, he was going, retiring. Yeah. And he contacted me at that time. I was actually I had work, been working as a photographer in Norway for several years. After that, mainly as a portrait photographer. And and um, yeah, so so he asked me. You know, we need someone like you here. You know, that's that that loves to talk about pictures. I love to talk about pictures. They could see that already as me being a student. And then also. Um, yeah. So so so, and and but, but it was more the art aspect of it that I could, you know, times were changing. It was uh, and especially with the digital photography. 
so they just wanted uh, some new something new maybe also a woman you know before that it had only been uh, yeah uh, men yeah. male teachers so yeah yeah, the industry has changed a lot, hasn't it? Like uh, we see the the dominant the male dominance of phot- photography has definitely rolled over, and it's and it's very much female dominated uh, here in Australia, and I see worldwide very much so. Yeah, yeah. yes. It's like here, we have fifty fifty uh, male female students, and it's yeah. B- before that, it was definitely dominated by by men. Um, you asked me about what I teach. So, so, so the, we have, of course, the live commercial photography and, and portrait photography. Also, the final exam, uh, one-fourth of it is actually with architectural photography. Okay. So they have to learn that. Um, but I'm mainly teaching in the studios, uh, lighting. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I love teaching lighting because it's an never-ending story of discovery and and uh, I do a lot of of course I do a lot of projects on my own still and I always it's this road of experiencing and and I see how the students works and they inspire me a lot um yeah so I, I teach lighting and I, I teach uh, posing and all of this and and I uh, uh, composition yeah. Uh, and, and, and the color theory and all of that. And uh, we are discussing, uh, ev- ev- evaluating pictures a lot, yeah. talking about them, talking about what makes a good picture, how how to stop the audience to look at your picture. Yeah. And um, yeah, so, and, and we really try to, the, the, the higher up in the system the students get, the more experience they get here, the more they also learn to talk about the pictures and, and have, a, have a language to, to talk from. And it's, it's really lovely to, 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 to follow them, you know, and, and see from the early stage and how they evolve. Yeah, I think the, um, it's my favourite thing to do as well, to talk about pictures and try and re- read them and interpret them and I mean, I, I love going to exhibitions and seeing artist statements as well and trying to read the intention and then compare it with my view of the pictures. So I'm, yeah. I'm right with you there. It's a pity the medium that we're using here, you know, whether it be the video that we're going to show on YouTube and Vimeo is going to be mm-hmm. low-resolution video or, or people are going to be listening audio because we want to talk about pictures and that's what we're going to do a little bit about. Um, we're going to have a look at some pictures. I'm going to share my screen because I've got some of Ragni's work uh, uh, prepared. And what we'll do is we'll put the pictures that we choose to talk about. I'll make a note of them and I'll make sure they're on the website so that if you're listening to the podcast, you can see the high quality stills on our website. And um, we'll also have links going back to Ragni's work and the school and things like that so you can sort of explore um, and find out more about her. But, like, you know, I, I saw Gregory Crudson speak, who is um, a fine art photographer. He came to Adelaide. I don't know why he came to Adelaide. Just like you, I don't know why you came to Adelaide. You, you guys graced us with, with, you know, with your presence. But Gregory's work, you have to stand in front of a print. Yeah. You, Oh, I'm it, sorry. If, if if you can hear an alarm here, it's because someone started it. I, I'm at work and people are leaving now, and the alarm went off. Uh, anyways, okay. yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so yeah. you have to stand in front of it to see it, and and I found that 
very much so with 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 your work as well that you want to be in front of it. So the poor people who are listening or watching this video will only get a bit of a, a look at it. Um, do you do you exhibit and show your work much physically? Yeah, I. Uh, this, some years more than others. Uh, it's very nice to get invited. Yeah. Um, it's mainly here in Norway, but I've also exhibited a little bit in uh, in, in Denmark. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I got a little bit disturbed by the alarm. I just That's right. I'm going to pop out there and just tell the person that is there. Yeah, yeah, that sure, I'm sure, here. sure. Yeah. So what, whilst whilst Ragni's doing that, I am going to just quickly, I'm going to quickly flip the screen here, and I'm going to go like that. So, so keep talking about exhibiting. You were just saying, yeah. I just thought whilst you weren't there, I would show the viewers um, uh, a picture that I wanted to, to talk about. But yeah, tell me about exhibiting. Yeah. Um, I, I will actually talk about my main aim for exhibiting because when I do my own personal work, that is super, super important for me to develop and I call them my vitamin pills on a daily basis because it makes me happy to work on my projects. It's yeah, <laughs> and the students always, of course, uh, they 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 are always always asking me. So why why can we see your latest work and and, and so forth? And it's I think it's important for them that, that they have a teacher that actually works with stuff herself. Anyways. Um, the problem with personal projects is that you don't really have a deadline. You don't have a customer or someone saying, you know, you, you need these pictures to be f finished next next week. Yes, yes, yes. So sometimes what's driving me, it's the urge to just be there, take the pictures. And then if I don't edit them very soon <laughs> afterwards, yeah. they very often end up in some folders yep. for to work on later, you know, and this happens very frequently, unfortunately. But the good thing is with exhibitions, then I, I think, oh my God, I need to add something new now from last exhibition. And then I bring that work forward and, 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 I, and I, can, <laughs> I can focus again on, on spending time on editing and stuff like that. Yeah, so you're giving yourself a goal to work, walk toward, yeah. work towards and that pressure um, brings it out. Do you find there's a value in um, going back to pictures and, and walking away th from them for a period and then coming back to them? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a slow digestion period of the creativity. Yeah, yeah. With some projects, I know immediately what pictures I want to work on. With other <laughs> projects, it's been, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit like hesitant and also, and um, yeah, you know, putting it for rest a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes I can bring it up one week after um, uh, a month, maybe a year or more. Yeah. And it's very interesting to see. I find myself choosing other pictures than I would have done straight really? after the session. Yeah. That's interesting. And I, I, I understand that, you know, the value um, an image has, a uh, personal value, um, changes with time. And, and also with who's looking at the work and, and the meaning they attribute to it. And I mean, this, the picture we have up here was the first picture that I, I think I saw of your work. And it's very early in your, in your, you know, the genre, you're working in the sort of Baroque period. Would you call it? A, a, yeah, that's very fancy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. Baroque period. 
mm, yeah, pictorialist photography. Yeah, okay. like uh, yeah, yeah. The, this thing with uh, that I'm uh, uh, arranging the situations and the persons and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this this one you, uh, but this was from what two thousand and six or something two thousand and five. Sorry, I cannot see the picture now. Can you describe it for oh, me? Oh, sorry, sorry. It's a woman walking away with the... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Fleeting. That's the title of it, yeah. So, so um, yeah, that was actually made back in 2002. 2002, wow. Three, actually, actually, it was uh, some work for my final exam. Um, that was, picture was made from a combination of finding a fantastic location and having some materials to work with, uh, the, the, the thing she's wearing. Yeah. So she's wearing something that lo looks like extremely long veils of yes. silk, silk yes. but it's not the case. It, it's actually blue plastic. Oh. <laughs> I got from my former boss, you know, he said, you know, we have this, we will put it out on the, our floors while as we, we were painting with still a lot of meters left. Do you want it or should we th throw it out? And I was like, of course, I, I can use this for something. And back then, uh, materials to have stuff, props, it was the driving force for a lot of my, yeah, here we go, here we have a picture, for a lot of my uh, uh, projects. And uh, yeah, and, and then I have my beautiful uh, friend, Annette, that I worked with a lot back then, uh, because she lived in the same town as me in southern Norway. And uh, she came to Denmark, because this location is in the north of Denmark. It's a it's an extremely large area of sand dunes. Yes. The big sand dunes in, in, in Scandinavia. I mean, you don't have anything like this in Norway. Oh. This is Denmark. And it's just this kind of slowly, slowly wandering sand dunes that will cross the coastline from one side to the other in a couple of hundred years. Yeah. Um, and this morning it was had been raining a little bit, so the, it was not like fleeting sand anymore. It was uh, kind of patterns yes. in the... In, in, in the um, uh, tones of the sand and I placed her in that and, and then had, yeah we're working with all this plastic flying around and and yeah so it's, it's a woman walking into this um, into some future good future uncertain future I don't know that's up to the spectator to to um, yeah. to find out but yeah yeah it's, this thing, it's incredible for 2003 it's, a, it's such a beautiful image and you sort of, your eyes, you go into it and you follow her and you see where she's going and you see her watching where she's walking and, and looking forward and the skies is fabulously dramatic. Um, so this series we've got here, I think you can still see the screen. Yeah, yeah, um, I can, yeah. There were the series you bought out and... Um, uh, to Adelaide, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and this is, re you know, reuse of disposable, disposable materials, which really is, is what we're talking about with a lady in, in blue as well. So um, we've got a, a, some portrait series there and um, uh, uh, f further from this. Uh, and and that's, uh, is that a fish, fish skin? Yeah. Fabulous. It is. Poor guy. It, it's a, just a little story from for that picture. So it's, it's a picture of a very... Um, light uh, tan, light, light um, toned uh, 
boy. Yes. He's actually one of my students from Iceland back then, uh, yes. one of my earliest years as teaching here. Um, and he has these incredibly blue eyes. Yes. And I had a, uh, originally I had another idea with him, but I was just an hour before he was showing up for the photo session. I was walking in the store, grocery store over here, and I found this this uh, smoked fish. <laughs> uh, and I was just think, oh my god, it looks so beautiful in those colors, and and he's and he's red haired, so it, I just knew it would go so wonderful together. And he came to the photo session, and I took the other uh, idea, shot that. I made those pictures first. I always do that, and then I end up with the crazy ideas at the yeah. end. You know, the thing with saying to the models, I don't know how this will end. And, you know, I, I just want to play with this material. And I was like, fish? <laughs> so, yeah. And you can see on his gaze here, his look, that he's a little bit like, hmm. <laughs> but I think it's cool. Um, yes, but he's also, it's, it also could be mistaken for, a, yeah. you know, a don't, a don't mess with me and I know exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'm, so I'm that, Neptune's half-brother or something. Yeah, 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 and and you, you're uh, right about that, and that's also I think was my 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 aim for, for for the picture. You know, with a slightly lower camera angle, he's looking down on you, and and it's like in, inspired from older paintings, Rembrandt and so forth. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a combination yeah. of uh, flash technique and and uh, painting with um, a um, torch, flashlight. Yes. Uh, so, so yeah. do you, do you get a, do you find yourself looking at lighting techniques from from the old masters and and using incorporating that or is this just photography portraiture one hundred and one, um, you know, like the, the basic lighting or are you really trying studying a Vermeer and seeing how Vermeer might light things or? Yeah, I. I... I, I really find inspiration in a lot of paintings, the, the, the old masters. And uh, I, I think it's lying in the back of my head when I'm um, working on those, uh, on my projects. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and especially the, the thing with uh, being very accurate with the light. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. Caravaggio, for example, as well. That, that's really, really the the mood in those paintings are amazing. Mm. Caravaggio is incredible. Um, mm. So, um, so I, just in 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 looking at the folders you sent through to me, um, um, let's hop to the the most recent work uh, out of interest because you've called this Corona Time photos, and yeah, and so, so these are wanderings where you must maintain isolation. Um, and we've got a good mix here, but I'm going to take you straight to something that I love, but, and all my friends yeah. will know this, that I'm a, such a fan of boats. Um, <laughs> this is just a snap from your phone, isn't it? Are you taking yeah, it, at a, it at a village? Yeah. So um, in Corona times, you, uh, of course, I cannot use a lot of models that I normally, you know, would choose between. It's, it's either I take pictures of my kids or I take pictures of things, yes. or I take pictures of myself, use myself as a model. Yes. And uh, of course, uh, having more spare time before, and of course, enjoying a lot of nice quality time with family, we uh, use this opportunity to, to uh, take the car 
two hours up north and, and visit this uh, place. It's very, very peculiar nature. Um, I, I had seen it on a Facebook uh, feed from some friends of mine the week before, and I was like, whoa, I need to see this place. Of course, thinking about it as a future possible photo location, um, but, but to bring the family there and have a nice walk and, and enjoy these surroundings, that, that was the aim for that day. Um, and then I just took these pictures, and then this boat was just lying there on the grass. Yeah. And those uh, clouds kind of just puffing <laughs> on the after, yeah. you know, like it, it's really... I, I love those. It's it's a picture with some humor in. I love that. It is. It is. It's really charming. It's a fi it's a fish out of water. Um, yeah. You know, metaphor. Um, so so you were talking earlier about the that your personal work and that it's quite um, composed. You, you find the location. So you know, back in this this sec section here, I was looking at um, you know, there's some waterways and some some interesting hills with dramatic drop-offs. So you'd be seeing these locations and going, oh, I've got to come back here. And then from this, would that's what would a concept develop from there? Yeah. So a concept develops from the location. Um, and then I figure out what kind of models I'll bring up there, uh, what kind of clothes they will wear and so forth. So it's, it's either the location that, that it's the trigger for, a, for uh, an idea, yeah. uh, or it's uh, persons I meet on the street or other, yeah, uh, or, or, or materials that I find. Okay, okay. That so, was so very often the case before in my earlier work. Mm. Okay, so, so you've got a selfie here. So you, yeah. you've, you've obviously found a bit of bubble wrap lying around or something like that. Yeah, it's and actually kind of an acrylic uh, scarf. Oh, right. And it would, it would not be something I would wear, but the, it's the texture of it that I liked when I found it in a secondhand store. So I was, I was just seeing the possibilities with it, and uh, I was tidying up in my attic, because that is also something, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> many people have had time to tidy up these days, these weeks. <laughs> Me too. And I have a lot of stuff. I, I am really a collect, collector of a lot of stuff. And I found this uh, scarf again. I was like, wow, I haven't used this one. So that was the kind of the, the, the starting point for that. And, and just breaking it down very, to very simple uh, photo shoots, putting the camera up, putting this uh, scarf very tightly over my face so it would be like a second skin. Yes. And, and then uh, start to light paint. I, I hold the, the flashlight. Do you call it a flashlight or a torch? In yeah, Australia? yeah, same thing. We understand that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know what to use, but yeah. Anyway, so, uh, and, and, and I'm actually I'm putting light on myself uh, during those seconds that I try to sit still or move a little bit. And so, uh, oh, okay. yeah, and with a, like 10, 9 or 10 different exposures, uh, it always ends up in something interesting among those photos. Yeah, and, I mean, and the movement is just enough. I, I have no idea how you made it, but it was very interesting, yeah. Yeah, it's be a hard thing to reproduce. Often with light painting images, you see, um, uh, you know, traditional ones where you're using a torch or a, uh, to illuminate something, you can create a very soft you know, evenly lit thing. But just looking at the, the few light paintings you've done, this tree I found absolutely uh, mesmerising. Yeah. Um, that is so 
Beautifully done. What what sort of a torch are you using for that? This is a 3,000 lumen strong torch. Okay. I also have a 8,000 lumen <laughs> torch. Wow. Very strong. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, I have torches for a lot of different strengths and powers yeah so uh but the, for, for this tree i mean they are very tall so you need a strong torch yeah and yeah. um yeah the thing with trees is that they're definitely virus free <laughs> that's nice to know <laughs> and they're, <laughs> and they're just standing there you know and, and there are objects that people pass by every day without maybe noticing and and then you put some light on them after uh, sunset yeah. And they just come up there and they, they're just so beautiful figures. And, you know, this tree here that we, we are looking at now, it's the, this white birch tree and it's, it's, it's exposed towards a very black sky. So it's just white and black. And then it's a very a single little um, um, streetlight uh, yes. next to it. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Um, and so these are just the things that you've been doing whilst you've been locked down and... Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's fantastic. So, tell me, um, what else should we look at in this? We've got um, uh, still life faces. Oh, we've done faces. Decay. Should we have a look at decay? Yeah. Yeah. So, because that's also to, to do with uh, with uh, objects and, and not persons. Okay. So these are things you've found. So I'm looking at a piano. Is it in a uh, in 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 a, a collapsed house or a, just been left it's on a rubbish dump or something? No, no, it's actually uh, out in, just <laughs> dumped out in nature, outside a building. It's actually yeah. outside a school uh, in northern Denmark. Um, and I visited the school and, and, and uh, it's one of the teachers, he had put this grand old piano out there. And I, I had actually been playing on that piano a couple of years <laughs> before wow. this. Hit. Yeah. And then I saw it and I was like, wow, you know, so it had been lying there for uh, more than a year. And you know, you had the nature had started to take over, and and it, it was just so it was sad and melancholic and beautiful at the same time. Yeah. And I just knew that I had to take a picture of it, and I've actually followed up with more photos because I'm thinking about following it with the decay and and time. And I've also been up there when it was uh, some snow uh, last oh. year. So, and eventually, you know, the, this grand old piano will just end up like uh, a little pile of soil and it's back to nature. And, so you yeah. paint, you've light painted this as well, have you? Illuminated it? Yeah, definitely light painting. Yeah. And, and you can see a lot of smoke around it. Yeah. So it looked like some fog came into the picture. Yeah. And that's one of those methods that I've uh, developed myself. It's actually, it's still a little bit of daylight. It's after sunset, but still some light left. And I'm running around with a white sheet, you know, okay. a, a bed sheet. Yes, yes. So, I'm, I'm flying and running around. It looks like I, I look crazy. And, 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 <laughs> and of course, uh, the, the, the sky is reflected down in this uh, white uh, fabric and, and, and leaves. And when you move it fast enough, it, it, it leaves uh, smoke like this. Oh, and, so and then after I, I painted the piano with my, my, my torch there. Um, yeah. That's just and, so and beautiful. People, 
think that this is totally photoshopped because you know you, you cannot find grand pianos out in nature like this but it is, definitely exists not I was like gonna this say, even your rubbish is beautiful <laughs> even that's true I, I i love how things take different shapes with time so that's also some of the other pictures in this series yeah let's have a quick look um what, mm -hmm. which other one would you like to look at it's actually all the three of them um yeah, they're yeah, they're they're pumpkins, you know. Okay, yep, gourds, yeah, yeah, pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, the, the the decoration pumpkins that you can find outside stores, especially yes. here. Yes. And uh, I so just a little story with these pictures because I <laughs> I found them very fascinating. They were outside the store, and I looked at them, and I immediately saw that some of them looked like birds. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, wow, you know, and I was supposed to just buy food and be there in that <laughs> grocery store for 10 minutes. And I was standing out there for at least 45 minutes wow. looking at all these and figures. And I, and I came home with 10 or 15 of them. And my husband was like, oh, my God, what have you brought home now? <laughs> and I was like, we are in the middle of moving from one place to the other. You know, so this was two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, oh, but I can use them in a photo project. We don't have time for that now. He says, you know, oh, I'll just put them in a bag, you know. And I, I kind of forgot about them. And then when I found them again, of course, they had uh, <clears throat> some mold had grown on them. And but then I was like, wow, they look even more beautiful now. And then on purpose, I left them out in our new gar garage, and and it was a little bit humid out there. It was uh, that time of the season. And they, they, they developed and they dried out and they, you know, and then eventually I took them in and I light painted them. And uh, this was for an exhibition I had a year ago. Yeah. And uh, people were very fascinated by these birds because, you know, you couldn't immediately see what it was. And then I was like, wow, you know, it's... <laughs> it's oh, they're just so beautiful. Yeah. And I think there's something about the light painting technique that, yeah. that softens... Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's light that we don't often see with our eyes because our eyes work yeah. very differently and, mm. and yet it's not unfamiliar. It's, um, it's strange. You certainly can make light painting unnatural and you haven't done that. It does, it does look like, you know, uh, reasonable lighting. It doesn't yeah. look unnatural HDR or something crazy. Um, it ha has a great uh. feel to it. And do you process these images a lot afterwards? Um, not, not, not much. I, I really, really try to do as much as I can in the in the take. Uh, it's of, I have family now. I have, I have two kids, and it's yeah. they. Of course, they take a lot of that, that occupies a lot of my time. Of course, it should. So when they they are in bed, I focus on my uh, on editing, and and then I, I don't have that much time, you know. So, <laughs> so, so I really and and and. Besides that, I really, really love trying to make most of it in the take. That's uh, a lovely challenge. Yeah. Just yeah. a little yeah. comment on light painting. The thing with, like, the first one, the yellow bird that you looked at. Yes. It, um, it looks like they're been put up, like, in the studio with, like, six different small lamps that are aiming for different spots on the bird. And this is the interesting thing with, with the light painting because I can go really, really, really close. I light paint with like a distance of five centimeters on these objects. So okay. I can be very, very, very accurate. 
and 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 place the lights on very p particular peculiar places and and shape them you know and then look at the camera oh yes and, and then yeah and and by the way um with these pictures i work with an olympus camera and they have i don't know if you know about it but they have a feature called live composite no have i you heard don't about, know it? about it tell me aha uh -huh. so the thing is Normally, with long exposure times, you cannot see what you do on the display while as you are light painting. Yes. You know, you push your button and then, you, yeah, the picture develops <laughs> on the screen after you have taken it. But oh. the thing with this live composite is that you can see every light paint you, uh, light stroke you make during the exposure. That's fantastic. That makes it so much easier to to do this fine work. Yeah. So so I'm I have now become a painter. You know, like with painters, you you start with a, a blank, uh, uh, empty screen yes. as you do with light painting because it's, everything is just black in in the room where uh, inside a house and a little studio. You know, everything's black, and then you start to 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 develop the, the motive in front of the camera with the, the load light stroke after light stroke. And with the, now I'm a painter, I can control. So if, of course, if you made a light stroke, I cannot say control delete, you know, I, I cannot uh, regret it. Uh, so, so then I have to just stop the exposure, but it's really, really cool because sometimes things happen and I was like, whoa, that was not my intention, but this looks cool. Let's just continue on this road. And uh, so I actually dif work a little bit differently with light painting now than I used to do like 10 years ago when I really started to light paint because then it was, you know, the normal way. With That's an amazing. Or a, and I was, you know, I, I was kind of more working <laughs> only with, with my everything I knew about putting light on and, you know, but I didn't know anything about what I had made before the exposure was finished, but but now I can actually control it a lot better, and and I can I do longer exposures now. And plus, so you learn. I, you, you would start to learn uh, your torches or your flashlights and what what they're going to do at five centimeters. You know, you, you, yeah. you get you get a feel for it, but you learn so much quicker with a tool like that. That Olympus, that sounds great. So, so when I teach light painting now, it's this is an, an amazing tool for the students because they, they immediately know what they did. And the interesting thing is when you work on this picture, you, you make some light strokes and the challenge is when to stop, yeah, you yeah. know, because ordinary or original, just with a long exposure of like 50 seconds, you just light paint, whatever you have time to do within those 50 seconds. But here yes. you have whatever time you want. Yes. So the challenge is actually to say, when am I finished? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that what that is that's the that's the challenge of of all artworks is when to walk away um, yeah when you know even photoshop you know manipulation you can chase it and chase it and chase it but the i i've always thought and this is when people question oh i get someone else to do my photoshop work well you're not really doing the work well that's not actually the case you're directing the person doing the work and you're telling them and you're showing your good taste and saying stop now you know, this is what I want. You've done it. Um, mm. You know that that's a, a big thing to understand when it's too much and and just enough and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, that's great. So um, I've got um, 
we've got still life, and I've called this one. I know you didn't call this folder pregnancy, but it features a lot of um, pregnant women. Yeah. So what's this? What's this series about? It's about me. This is your story of becoming a mother. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. I love the. I love this. There's good humor in there, but also a sense of foreboding and what is coming, you know? Yeah, yeah. The waiting process and the how how to have different yeah, you know, your 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 body is in different states. It's just you have you have all these forms. And um I've been pregnant two times now. The first time I didn't do um any photo shoots with myself but people yes. have always asked me why why don't you use yourself as a model but i did never really find the uh, a theme to work with and then i got pregnant the second time this was in 2014 and suddenly i was just like whoa you know i'm feeling so good being pregnant and i'm going to use myself as a model the next months to come so and in denmark here in Scandinavia, you have Mm, with my type of work, you have uh, two months of maternity leave yes, before we have maternity leave here. Yeah, oh, before yeah, so before two months. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Stop. So, we're moving so, to Denmark. <laughs> so the thing was then that of course this was I just sent my son to to uh, to the kindergarten in the morning and then it was all playtime with my for, with myself <laughs> the rest of the day. Before my husband came back and, you know, doing dinner and all of that. But the, those hours between there, that was amazing. That was an amazing period. I, I, I found all these locations and, and the theme was um, standing out, blending in. So for okay. those who cannot see the pictures, it's all about my shapes, you know, bigger butt, bigger belly and so forth. And I'm really trying to... To, 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 to blend into the surroundings, but it's not possible. So it's kind of, that, that's the humor with those pictures. Yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, so, so it was different places around in, in Aarhus where I live. They're so beautiful. Um, um, and it was uh, so These are selfies. These are all, yeah. you've exposed these yourself, right? Yeah. And one of the places you can, so, so um, one, one of the places, yeah, and just, just to tell a little fun story as well. Uh, I was actually, I was driving around and I had just, two full bags with clothes that could fit in any kind of environment. If I found a tree with flowers, I would have pants with flowers on. Or I would have a dress like the one we're looking at now. Uh, I bought this very, very tight dress that's just really uh, tight into my body. And, and, and I just knew that, that that color would stand out like shape with the, among other shapes. Yes. Um, yeah. And the, the the two last pictures we've been looking at is from the same place. Um, oh. It's it's a it's a the, the little mountain in the background there. It's, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Th so that second, one, this one here, so the green. Here, that's the first picture we're looking at now. That's when I'm pregnant. So um, my my initial initial thought was just to take that picture and never come back there. So it's actually um, a grave tomb in the background from the bronze yes, yes. age yes oh, and wow. it, yeah so so and and it's a lot of these in denmark um and it's a tree growing next to it and it's just this shape you know it's like i was just thinking combination uh, ickle 
of my the belly of my shape and and yes. the, the, the little hill in the background looking at the tree there and always working on anonymizing my face because it I was it was not supposed to be about me in particular it was super supposed to be a feeling about being a woman being pregnant you know in different surroundings yeah, yeah. And then the same, the day after I took this picture, I was in this um, swim class with other yeah. pregnant women. And then a lot of older women came in there afterwards and they were looking at us and we could just see them jiggling, you know, talking about, oh, do you remember back then? So long time ago, blah, 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 you know. And you, I just saw this time gap from these young women, I was among them and the older ladies. And then suddenly I was like, oh my God, the location I visited yesterday, it was all about time. So that gave me the idea to go back to the same place when so my daughter, yes. That my is daughter such a beautiful there. picture. That is incredible. And yeah, so I put the, so it's just her and me, I put the camera on the tripod and uh, a timer and the exact same position the exact same place but just another time of year it's uh, a lot of it's just it came a little bit of snow that morning and it's yes. lying on top of all the green plants there and uh, and and i was so fortunate to have this little gust of wind uh, swiping <laughs> over uh, dragging the, the the cloth i was wearing there back and, and and then she had this amazing gaze into the camera I didn't oh, know that that happened, but when I looked through the pictures afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, there yeah. we go. Yeah. That's incredible. It's just so beautiful. And you've gone back again when yeah. she's older, huh? Yeah. And then uh, so different uh, – so Season. the farmer has uh, other stuff <laughs> on the field there. It's, it's some kind of grain. corn, I don't know, Wheat grain, grain, yeah. 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 So, of course, again, I have brought clothes that goes well with the surroundings, the background, so that yes. I more or less blend in, but she's more in focus. Yes. And again, yes. we have anonymized our, our faces and, and I took a lot of pictures and she wore shoes, and, but I didn't think any of the pictures had that feeling to it. So I was like, you know, it's like being on a hunt. I was like, what am I supposed to do now to get the photo? And then I took off her shoes and then she just tied her feet tightly uh, against my belly. And she was like, mommy, I'm freezing. And I was like, yes, but we're only going to take these two pictures. <laughs> and then I, I, I only, so the, the, um, the fabric that is uh, in the wind behind her, that is my hand actually just puffing it up. So it would look like it was more wind there and, and give some atmosphere to the picture you know and uh so that that was the moment it just happened again so it's very exciting to go back to this place again and yeah. again with her and i don't know when this story stops i don't know when this series will end is it in five years 10 years uh, 20 years will we still be living in denmark at that time yeah. and so forth but the one thing i know is that that grave tomb will always lie there and the tree will grow uh, taller and taller and taller. Yeah, it's 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 so it's so beautiful. And the 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 little your your daughter's looking at the camera. There's a period in a life where a child um doesn't matter. They don't really think what other people think. And I, I see with you concealing. I mean, this is just me reading it, but with you concealing your face and your 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 identity, um. It's a it's a grown up concept that we 
we we in sometimes we want to remove ourselves from and not be the center and that. But at that age, as a as a little baby, um, you know you you don't you don't get those things. So what you've got here is a child going through, a woman going through this period, but also the child becoming, to me, feeling like a bit of self awareness in hiding mm. there as well. There's so many little stories, and as you said, that the bump, like the pregnancy bump, that but this is a bump of of a yeah. funerary bump, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's ah, it's magic. It's all about circle of life. Circle you know, of life. That's we, right. we get born and we live life and then we die. And it exactly. starts all over again. It yeah. does, it does. So let's go to the still life folder because these are incredible. Are these, uh, when was this work done? Is this uh, older work or, or recent? Uh, these are pretty recent work. Um, Two of them are, uh, I can describe them. There are photos of women lying uh, down. It looks like they're floating. Yes. Um, okay, so I'll pick one up here. Um, yeah. So, so this, is, uh, this is done with my Nikon camera. This is one of my first really, yeah, um, elaborate work with light painting. Um, I developed the method actually from an idea I got from just walking in a museum, seeing a painting, and then uh, suddenly the idea was just there. I knew how I was. I was. Um, I was thinking, how can I work with layers in real life and not in Photoshop? Right. Oh. So yeah. So I. Uh, so this is actually a video, a YouTube video. So if you search my name on. YouTube you can see how I made it so it's she's actually lying on glass glass table and um, uh, the supporting system for the, the 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 table is hidden behind her back so you cannot see it so she it really looks like she's floating so, and and I've I've also put the um, transparent layers up yes. uh, on top of her yes. uh, also covered a spread painted it with some fog uh, spray and stuff like that. So we kind of, so instead of doing the filters and Photoshop, I did it in the shoots. And, and it, of course it appears differently depending on how I aimed my, my, my lights. Yeah. 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 Of course. It forth. Yeah. It's, it's and of incredible. Course, with long exposure times, I could light paint the hair and I can move the hair a little bit and I could light paint it again. And then it gets, you know, it, it, it has this floating feeling to it. And, and then dragging some fabric over her body while as I'm taking it and while as also light painting that fabric, of course. And, and it all looks like she's floating in, yeah, in water, for example. And uh, very often I, when I made these pictures, I, I had the, the, the eyes of the models closed, like they're dreaming. Yes. Uh, in the other example, she has uh, open eyes in um, one of the other pictures. It's, it's, can... it's remarkable. I'll go to the others. Um, let's have a look. Uh, so yeah. that's, that would be this one here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this so the exposure on the of... face is, you're painting the face as well, but you are... She can. Yeah. She's holding the expression for the few seconds it takes to illuminate her face, but the rest yeah. you're playing with. Where you want something sharp, you're doing a, uh, you know, a more intense painting. Mm -hmm. And when I want it blurry, I move that part of the picture. You know, the hair or the, the the, the clothes she's she's wearing or stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Incredible. This is actually one of the few 
professional models that I have used. Yes. So she she's from a model agency, and and very but very often I use people that I find fascinated in everyday life. That could be students of mine, it could be people I meet in the streets, and so forth. Um, because uh, so many people, I, yeah, sometimes I just say, wow, it may be that you're not a professional model, but you definitely have something that can yeah. be very interesting in front of the camera. So and how long do you torture them for? Like, <laughs> torture, that's that's... You know, I didn't mean to say torture, but you had to pay this person. They must have taken a while to create this image or and the other one. How long were they, uh, you know, in this position for? Oh, maybe for one and a half hour at the most. Oh, that's pretty good, really. Yeah, but it's very hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, to, to, you can imagine it's like, just to lie down is kind of convenient. Yes. But to lie down on a pretty hard surface and yes. in very particular positions, that's hard. Of course, I have put, they're not lying on the uh, cold glass surface. They're lying on a flamingo, like, you know, some warm. Yeah. Yes. I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Put under them so they're not freezing that much, at least. And of course, a heating. Um, uh, machine next to them to, to blow yeah. some air so that they're not suffering too much. That's very mm -hmm. kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's very kind. So you, you also, you must be very comfortable stopping people um, and say, hey, you're interesting. Come let me take a photograph of you. That takes quite a, you know, it's a difficult thing to do for a lot of people to, to stop people. Is that something you developed through the years or were you uncomfortable originally? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. But then, uh, as my um, technique grew, you know, and I, I knew that I, you know, when I met models, I, I would always see, you know, I'm very sure of that we can make a very some very nice photos of you. But I would never push them. When I met them, I would give them my visit card and I would uh, guide them to my website and say, please have a look at my work and uh, call me, you know. Write me an email, and 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 uh, I don't know if I can if I have a project with you the next month, but maybe in a year from now. Yes. And then I I, I, I develop a, a model uh, catalog, and and and, and I, I take them into account when I found a location or some clothes or whatever, and I said, wow, that model would be perfect for this occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Hey, t tell me about this um this uh, piece here, the gentleman in the corner. With a team yeah, there. yeah. So talking about that, um, my style has, of course, is different, a little bit different from ten years ago or more, uh, and, and until now. Mm, in the old days, uh, to call it that, <laughs> uh, I used mainly models my own age, at my own age. Uh, but now I use models with a lot of different. Um, shapes of body and also different uh, ages. Yes. So this is an old man sitting in a corner inside a very, very remarkable, peculiar room. It's, a, it's shaped like a triangle and I have no idea what this room was for initially, but it, I found it on a, uh, a fire station that was uh, run down. It was not functioning anymore. Yes. And I was invited to, it was actually in my old town in Arendal in I had my apprenticeship and I was invited to hold a workshop with light painting 
And uh, I found this room in there and I was like, oh my God. So we, I made one, you know, practice in there to show them what we could do there. And then next time I visited this town, I invited some of those people who had been on this workshop to join me for a full day photo session, just to be there for an hour at a time. So this old man, he came there and then afterwards one of the other participants came and so forth. So I just had a long, like <laughs> a time schedule for them to meet. And, and then I made different stories and, and it was always in this triangle, in this very, very narrow room that ended up in, in this, yeah. This yeah, again, another great location. Yeah, it was a great location. And the, the sad part is that this, they, they, they torn the station down, so this room doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Um, but yeah, there was this just bare bulb hanging up in the ceiling. Yeah. And then, so um, if anyone can see the picture, it's um, yellow light from the, the, the bulb up there. Yes. But it looks like I kind of splooshed some, mm, mm, what is it called, uh, some painting, some blue. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Uh, yeah, painted, but, but it's actually just the um, white balance on the camera is set on the bulb in the ceiling. And then okay. when I come with my, my flash or yes. my torch, that is a have a lot of uh, colder lights com compared to that, it, the camera catches it as uh, blue light like this. So I kind of yeah. like this combination of two different colors mm -hmm. it's almost like it's solarized um yeah uh, yeah so there's a little bit of overexposure in the light painting that's creating that that really hot look on his face and on the the bear and on the shoes yeah I, it, it's it's a it's a great picture um so the story that you're looking at here what are you um what are you asking the viewer to see in it is it is it something about again the cycle of life and um yeah getting older I, I and yeah, I, I happy, I'm happy that you asked that question because this has something to do with my own journey as well with how I work with props and persons. Yes. So in a lot of projects, I have brought my own stuff and, and put, them on, uh, put that on the persons. But in, for this occasion, this old man came and I was thinking, I don't really have anything to put on him of my stuff. So in beforehand, I asked him, please, can you bring something that means a lot to you, something that is dear to you? And he showed up with this uh, eccentric hat and this beautiful beer, yeah. little toy beer that, that is like is, poof, 60 years old or something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, maybe it was his uh, own beer uh, from, from his childhood. So uh, he's holding it there and in, with this very kind of, I don't know, what would you say about his look there? Is it grumpy like or is it... It's like he's protecting the bear from somebody who wants to take it away. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's sitting like a toddler would sit. Um, yeah. Maybe a toddler wouldn't lean back like that, but I know from my, my hamstrings wouldn't let me lean forward in that position at any rate, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just turning 50 this year. So, But it does, it's sort of a toddler's look, but it's a toddler in a corner, put in a yeah. corner... And and he looks like someone is taking his his youth away from him, or is yeah, he, yeah, that's you know? interesting. Maybe. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's really grabbing all to that toy bear, <laughs> so don't take it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. it's it's yeah, really interesting. Perspective here. Yeah. Um. So so we've we've been speaking for over now, and it's probably probably time oh, wow, we wow. should we should you know it's been <laughs> okay. a, it's been an absolutely 
absolutely wonderful hour. Um, uh, I um, I can't believe you know, as you said, wow, the time is just it, it's flown by. And um, is there anything that I mean, we don't have to stop now, but I was wanted to close, but I wanted to to ask you: is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about? Um, you know? Yeah. I think what, what I always tell my students is that when they are at school, they are always occupied with um, tasks that we give them, and they are working very efficiently with that. But it's a problem when they go out in apprenticeship and they work with their masters, and some of them kind of, they lose that energy or force to work on their own projects when they're not kind of forced to do it from the teachers. Um, that, that, that's so, that is something I experience every now and then. And, and, and I've, I've given this a lot of thought. And sometimes I think, why is this? Is it because they think too elaborate about their ideas? Or uh, uh, is it too hard to, to get started on a photo project? And that's why I would just say it's important to just always keep on going. Like uh, way back, I was playing the piano for many years and that was all about exercising every day, you know, to, to, and it was not beautiful always, but, but eventually you would get better at it, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, 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 and you, you, you need to practice uh, as a photographer and, and not always think about the task as being the photo. I'm going to make something great now uh, because then you put too much pressure on yourself, especially if you're not doing this on a weekly basis. So it's just, I, I think, to kind of cool, cool down, you know, bring things apart and just simplify it and think, how can I make a great project with as few... Mm, complications or something like that yeah yeah as little complications as possible you know and that is how uh, like in this corona times instead of stopping taking pictures uh, because i don't haven't stopped (laughs) no i haven't stopped you have to think otherwise and that's the beauty of this period we're in because people are really thinking okay so i cannot do that what well i have to think differently and and uh, and that is why i suddenly experienced, I, I've really become a, a tree lover uh, these past few weeks <laughs> because, I, you know, when I, I find it when I drive home, now I'm seeing possible, possible trees, you know, photo models all the time. And, and I, I, I get happy from that, you know. I'm like, wow, this could be great. And, and this, it's all about keeping your brain occupied with possible projects and think creatively and and yeah, and the same thing with the starting to use myself, as, you know, to, as a model, selfies with light painting and stuff. And yep. uh, I'm thinking, okay, I have half an hour now. What can I make within half an hour? Maybe it will be cool. Maybe not at all. But just let's see where the low road leads me. And and very often, it you know, just by playing, something happens. And sometimes like, wow, this was cool. Next time. I'll advance in this road and, and make it better, you know? And so instead of just sitting behind a writing desk thinking, just thinking everything, um, yeah, you need to be out there. You need to put your fingers in the stuff and just do 
what I would call back to the piano thing, practice stuff. Yeah, Not yeah. thinking about it as being potential big projects, but just use it that practice stuff. Maybe something cool will come up, maybe not, but at least you practiced. Yeah, and yeah. and that's important to just keep yourself going. That's yeah. Yeah. I think you're you're so right. My my youngest Josephine, she she's a bit of a perfectionist and I think a lot of creators become perfectionists uh, because they they like when they do great things and 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 so what they do is they try and make everything they do great mm. and yeah. that's just not possible um no, no one no 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 and that, no. that that goes to your self-esteem because you cannot do fantastic projects all the time you cannot i don't even either so yeah. yeah yeah and so so you've you've just you know your work is is amazing you teach students so you see this all the time with the people you're teaching i mean it's great advice it's you know, and the thing is, you've got to be driven as well. And I can see that you're yeah. a very restless person with your <laughs> yeah, cre yeah. creatively, and mm. and it's a, and it results in some incredible work. So there is a, you know, there is a, a cost to it, and I'm sure your family feel your absence at times. But they would be inspired, and they will have, you know, a, a fabulous person that in their life that draws them through it. Yeah, yeah. I've told them if I cannot have. The possibility to to do my stuff, I'm not a good person to be together yeah, with. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I need to do this to be me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To 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 be uh, yeah, to to be able to give something to others and to have a smile on my face That's most days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't be you can't be you can't be up all the time. It's it's you know it's too much to ask of anybody. But look, Randy, thank you so much. This has been a, such a joy. Uh, and and time has whisked by, and I've learned a hell of a lot. Um, I've been reintroduced to your work, and I know people are going to be pretty thrilled to to look at this. We'll work out a way of making sure that we put the high res images in the video. I'll do something. Kate and I will do something to ensure that people get to see these as best they possibly can, and and then maybe we'll check on in on you in six months' time or something like that. And I know you've got a challenge coming up because. Your your college has been closed, um, yeah, and it's about to be online, and this for you is an early attempt at getting some education. I mean, this is not what we started doing, but I learnt tonight that you're having to work this out. So I hope this has been a little bit helpful. You've done a fantastic job, and thank you very much. It's been very <laughs> interesting for me to try out to, to show my face on the screen like this, and yeah, and and to try online project well, well like done. this. And, yeah. and and um, I'm I'm sure um, we'll talk to you uh, again in the future. And I wish you all the best and and all the health and safety for you and your family uh, with this difficult time. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a mega cut of you clapping. It'll be it'll be flamenco. It'll be proper for me, go like. <laughs> so good. You'll be changing outfits, but I'll be in black like Johnny Cash. <laughs> hey, I hope you enjoyed um you got to remember Ragni. all the names. Give me the full name again. Her full Ragni name. Christine Sigmund. Oh, it's so good. It's an awesome name. I hope you enjoyed her her um, session. It was a really, really cool thing to do. And I it, hope that the kick up the ass at the end.
Yeah. Everyone takes it. I know. I Take was it, like, baby. yeah, I need to just do some stuff and just be doing it. And do you want to play it for Josephine? And not, yes, Josephine, our daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was cool. And, you know, the interview, we finished it after midnight. It was, uh, oh, really? we started about nine and we're back and forthing. She she went away while she sorted, because she wasn't sort of the format and the way it was going to work, but mm. I think it worked really well. I thought it was excellent. So she's a teacher, right? Yeah. She's a teacher. I graduated. You graduated, well, I finally. Graduate. I got my marks for my first uh, class. Well, in um, tell the Art people. Appreciation for Photographers. And have a look. What did you get? Now, for the uh, podcast listeners. I'm holding up a thing that said F. F. Or Fantastic. Fuck with. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Fan. I actually got a distinction. He wrote F there for fun. Um, F for fun. Here's, here's my um, actual grade. So I got and 82. so let me do the reading. Oh, distinction of 80%. Paul has chosen to pre-work his currently. current. Oh, hells no. I can't read this shit. I can't read that. A nice reference something. Harbour related something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Gavin, improve on the handwriting. Love your work, but the handwriting. So that was with the Centre for Creative Photography. Yeah. Uh, it was my... You've uh, had so much fun doing that. It is. It's, it's been, been really, really good. Uh, art appreciation for photographers. Mm. Uh, they've just pivoted to online education. Oh, with the glory of G. With the glory of G Greenslade, who will be a guest as well as Gavin at some stage yep. in the future. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so if you are interested in doing some online education, I don't think Ragney's quite at the point where they can offer it to international Students They'll get there. They'll all get um, there. I mean, in a minute, we won't have to do anything and we'll be at Harvard. Yes, that's right. You know, if we could be bothered. Well, that, the, the Harvard of Photography front. Education is the Centre for Creative Photography here in Adelaide. Is it? Oh, <laughs> Isn't that good? That's anyway, lovely. I got a good mark and I really enjoyed it. So there yeah, you it's go. It's a great class. Wonderful. Great course. And, I, and I think we'll probably touch on art appreciation because it's something that's at the heart of your degree in study. Um, it's a big passion of mine. I've got other guests who take inspiration from great masters and understand the the lineage of art to where we are now, to mm. what's making contemporary. And that's so important. To, Especially to in photography because photography is, I think, positioned in a way that it hasn't been in the past within Yeah, and it's art. certainly accepted as an art form. Mm. So it's to be a professional artist, it's important to understand how all that stuff works. But... You know, and to be serious, in if you're seriously inv- interested in art, in photography, you can't separate art that is any other medium yeah. and and just say, oh, well, I think, you know, modern art's shit, but I like photography art. Well, sorry, you can't do that. you yeah. gotta, you got to actually have an understanding and appreciation of art, full stop, photography. Especially any if you other want photography f- to be a part of the art Yeah, world. and because – and as photographers, you should try and play around in other mediums just as artists of other types play in other mediums. So you might be a, primarily a sculptor, but you'll play around with um, watercolour or oils or multimedia, whatever. You can't – this idea that you're a photographer or an artist is just – yeah. If you're into that kind of uh, into that yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of work with yeah. photography, 100%. it's different. If you're if you're a photographer and you're shooting weddings and families, yeah. oh, we're gonna have that fight. Can we no, have no, that no. fight? That that's not art. So let's because it's not art, bitches. Now it's time for your moment of. I'm color. not allowed to look no, at you. you you're there, shutting it down. She can't. Oh. If, if once when I have Gavin on Shut here, when I have Gavin here, he yeah. would argue against that point you just made. Oh, so fuck me, Dad. Let's not go. Really. There. Yes. All right. Your moment of colour. Yeah, my moment of colour. It's your moment You're of colour. You're in red today. Yeah, well, you know. Our moment of colour. Perk, perk myself up today. 
It's very rare. Because I was oh, all, blue too. all black and depressed emo girl last week. She and now I'm perky. Emo. Now she's perky and all bright and I'm fluffy. perky and... But you're not wearing the colour of our moment of colour because the no, colour... No, because it's too bloody hard to get organised and you don't tell me until I'm dressed. Because the colour is pink. 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 So this is pink. from Cassia St. Clair's book, The Secret Lives of Colour. Thank you, Cassia St. Clair. Have we skipped over red? Nope. Red's still to come. Okay. Well, we all know that pink was not a colour like red that had to be made. They just added a bit of white to red and pink came about. Right? Do we all know that, do we? No, maybe people didn't know that. But but pink itself wasn't one of those core, I mean, it's not a, a base colour, but it was a colour that was made by diluted red, basically. Mm-hmm. So there was no great history of evolution of red. But pink as a colour was actually quite an interesting thing. I've got a couple of things to mention about it. You know the pink is for girls and blue is for boys thing? Yeah. So, according to Cassia here... Um, so this is in 1893, right? This is in the New York Times. So it's a newspaper that's still running. Yeah. In 1893. I have the subscription. There's an article on baby clothes in the New York Times. You have a subscription, do you? To New York Times? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. should share it with me. No, that would be cheating. Oh, okay. Um, the 18, so this is 1893 in an article on baby clothes that rule. The rule stated that you should always give pink to a boy and blue to a girl. <laughs> Neither the... That's the opposite, isn't it? We think pink for girls, blue for boys. Neither the author nor the woman in the shop who she was interviewing were quite sure why, but the author hazarded a tongue-in-cheek guess. The boy's outlook is much more rosate than the girl's, she wrote. (laughs) That is enough to make a girl, baby blue, think of living a woman's life in the world. In 1918, a trade publication affirmed that it was generally accepted rule because pink was a more decided and stronger (laughs) colour, while blue was more delicate and dainty. This is probably closer to the real explanation. Well, as a lover of blue, Cassia. blue is my favourite colour. So I will, I will Interesting, agree. isn't it? Um, and so now we think that pink is for girls and, and we associate that colour. There's some interesting other research on pink which I found absolutely interesting. Um, the Baker Miller pink, was there was a belief for a period there that you could, uh, well, they were painting the inside of prison cells pink. And there was a certain amount of initial sketchy research that calmed people down um, and created a... Isn't there some horrible guy in the States that dresses his prisoners in pink to emasculate them? I think it was a part of this research, but it's been shown that it's not actually that helpful, you know, in the great... when they actually do a proper uh, double-blind scientific Mm. study. But the interesting thing about a pink I wanted to... Interesting thing. I've said two interesting things. (laughs) The thing about pink I want to mention, whereas Kate and I did a project and made some books with this, the Adelaide Botanic Gardens, right? Yeah. Okay. So one of the books we made was this one called Botanical Riches. Yeah. Which we don't need to I didn't through. do anything with that. No, you didn't, but you were part of the whole wider project yeah. of getting the Museum of Economic Botany yeah. looking great and that kind of stuff, uh-huh. and it's an incredible building. One of the books, the oldest book that I actually – I touched and photographed because I was copying books for it, the project, was a 1542 book. Wow. Okay, 1542, <coughs> a little while ago. So handling a book like that was... Um, it was a few years after you were born. A few years after I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so, so one of the... The book was written by a fella called Fuchs. <laughs> I know you'd laugh because it sounds like the F word. Um, Fuchs. And, of course, he... he German he, man, Bernie Chance? He had described, and what's the name? Yes, he was German. Cool. He had described um, in his book, what was his book called? Because I can never remember. The Notable Commentaries 
of the histories of plants. Of course, it was in Latin originally, and mm. I don't want to have a go at Latin right now. But of course, what did he describe? The fuchsia plant, named after Fook. What is fuchsia? Pink. There you go. Isn't that exciting? No, I don't no. get it. It's not really fun. So <laughs> this is your moment of colour pink. So Fook's fuchsia is the typical pink, is a very typical, yes. one of the defining artistic pinks. Fuchsia pink. has been about it. It's a great And pink. it's one of those colours that has been pulled into fashion jewellery. Yeah, I love um, it. And, and painting and art. And, um, yeah, and the connection is that the, um, the botanist uh, Fuchs uh, discovered it and it was his. And then you so and I had worked on projects with the Botanical. Oh, so it's, it's, I'm it's drawing a long bow. This is like okay. Kevin Bacon, isn't it? Six yes. degrees of pink. Six moments of... The <gasps> and Bacon is pink. Oh, my God, you did it. Mind equals blown. And I would like to add some pink information that anyone who has daughters knows that there's a certain period of time where they just wear pink. Correct. And all you do is make everything in your life pink until you feel nauseous 24-7. And we used to do whole fucking loads of laundry with just their little pink, bloody everything pink. And how I got my kids to eat creamy pasta and fucking, what was it? The... The uh, pancakes with apples pancakes. in them was by pureeing a bit, pro tip for the parents, puree a little bit of... of Beetroot. Beetroot. You puree it till there's nothing left, like super smooth. So it becomes a dye. Yeah, and you just chuck that in everything. And it makes and everything pink. pink and it doesn't taste any different. Yeah. And then they would eat it. The pink pancakes and pink the pasta. pink pancakes and the pink pasta. They loved it. They loved it. And then they went, they turned on a dime and they were like, I will never wear pink again. I had to throw all that shit out. The other thing that I probably would say about pink that we should think about, you know, photographically is is the sort of fluorescent pinks. And, and any fluorescent colour for that matter too because you see a highlighter pen or you see a, a shirt that's, in a, in a fluorescent colour and you try and reproduce. And everyone that. gets sad because it never looks like it, it never, does you on can't the screen. Pre- the fact is it's a colour that fluoresces under ultraviolet light. And a part of that that process of that colour reacting or that dye reacting is it kicks actually more light up in the visible spectrum than you would expect. So uh, it's, an, it's an event of the dye. We don't have that dye when it comes to printing in our fine art printing or our, our matte art printing or our photographic printing we don't have that dye in there we just got rgb and cmyk and all the variations of that and fluorescence aren't a part of that so if, if hot pink's your thing there's a real limit to how hot your pink can get yeah you really have to go to pre-organized dyes like pantone yeah ink that yeah. is actually formulated as a product like it's an actual gunk yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gunk and, <laughs> and they and, have to and, then and you then have to mass, print on a press and on a press and you can print thousands of things mm. or hundreds of you know probably what well, 800s your smallest run you think to go on a press 500. 500 um but you can't go digital press because digital no. presses can't do fluorescent no. so it's traditional with mm. with separate inks it's really complicated doing that fluorescent rendering and then you're working if you want to add photography to that you're working in cmyk which is as we all know right, the worst color gamut on the planet well, much tighter again than yeah. sRGB. So, yeah, you're dealing with that. So it's it's one of those funny colours, uh, pink. It's it's there. It's, you know, what we often call a skin tone is, is a pink. We refer to it as magenta as pink. Magenta is sort of a, a, a bluey red, mm. um, a light version of bluey red. Um, and so it gets all get confused in the same sort of language. But pink is, is one of those colours that humans, if you see a skin tone that's not right, if it's too pink, like ruddy babies, 
no one likes. If it's the opposite, too green, everyone looks sick. So it's probably one of the most important <laughs> That is colors. for people who are Caucasian. Well, not anyone looking at a picture, no matter what your reference point is, if you see someone that's looking a bit on the green side, yeah, true. our human Any our green. human vision system goes, there's something wrong. Yeah, they're sick. So so that magenta green yeah. tip over is one of those things we struggle with. Anyway, Jamenta, don't you call it Jamenta? Jamenta. Yeah, we do sometimes when I'm doing listexic. <laughs> or, or doing a spoonerism. Do not tease the dyslexic. I'm not teasing. Okay? I'm doing we are a very delicate bunch. Like a smart fella is my oh, favourite spoonerism. Christ on a cracker! Here comes a dad joke. Anyhow, give me one more. Let's say goodbye. One more. You can't do it under pressure, can you? Bait Kearns. <laughs> Your name is Bait Kearns. Nobody knows what that means. Kate Burns. Kate Atkins, you idiot. Oh, eight catkins. Uh, fuck me. Eight right, catkins. let's end this. Okay. Look at your laptop. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Minutes. No, that wasn't just with the. No, that's all the other shit as okay. well. That's hey, it. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye.